Welcome back, Nerdlorians, from the galaxy to your ears. It's Nerd Holocron. Also, happy Father's Day. Yes. Yes. Uh, on Mother's Day, we did this thing of uh, bad mothers, good mothers. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I kind of forgot to say it was Father's Day until someone told me yesterday. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. Well, Adrian made the list of worst fathers. <laughs> you bet he didn't get anything for himself. Oh, what a piece of shit. Uh, your mom got me something last night. An oh. orgasm. <laughs> Is that the name of the anal bead cream you need to use for the ruptures in there? Either way, it was in her mouth, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, well, yes. Happy Father's Day. Uh, today's episode, we're doing westerns. Yes. Western theme. Also, because like, I forgot to say it was Father's Day till, like yesterday... I didn't realize it. Oh, I did realize it, but whatever. Anyway, my dad's favorite actor, I believe, was John Wayne, a famous Western actor. Okay, okay. Got a bunch of my dad's stuff, Mm. a bunch of John Wayne's stuff, so yeah. Anyway, dedicated to all the dads out there, uh, congratulations not pulling out. Okay. So, here we are. Anyway, guys, so... What do you think about that? 18 years, that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for me? You had me watch Tombstone, which was fucking awesome. I love that movie so much. I was like, I've heard of it, but I never really knew anything about it, but it was so fucking dope. It's great, right? It's fucking amazing. Right? That part where he's like, oh, you're drunk, you've probably seen double. He's like, well, I got two guns. Oh, one yeah, for the... Doc Holliday. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, and then when Billy Bob Thornton's in there, like, making <laughs> ruckus, and he just fucking goes over there and fucking slaps him, and he's like, go ahead, do something. Pull that gun, boy. Do something. And then he's like, this is good. He was <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah. They're all just so badass. Especially Sam Elliott, like... The guy doesn't age, or he was bored looking like that. I don't know. Great jeans. Yeah, right? Yes. Honestly, when I first saw the movie, and then everything else, after, like my life after that, it's just like, all I could ever remember is that that movie's just great. Right? It To me, it's like a movie done so well, you can, anybody at any point in time can watch it and be like, this is a good movie. Yeah, it's like the perfect cowboy formula, like... The new guys ride into town, and then, like, there's already existing bad guys. They have a shootout in the end, and, like, you know, the write-off and the sunset. But, you know, it's a proven formula that worked from the 20s all the way to now, and that was a perfect representation of it, you know. Looks like they just shot it all right there in Arizona, for all we know, or El Paso, who knows? Who knows? Yes. But Kurt Russell... Definitely strong lead, and everyone in that movie. There's so many. There are like lots of older actors, so I don't really know their names or anything. But yeah, uh, Sam Elliott, I guess. Uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, that. Billy Buff Thornton. Paxton guy, Bill Paxton. Oh, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Rest in peace, Bill. Is he dead? He is very dead. Oh my! All right. Yes. But yeah. Overall, yeah, super, solid. It reminded me a lot of Red Dead Redemption. Because, like, in that game, you're also... Well, the second one, it's a prequel, and it's about this gang of outlaws that are trying to, like, move from place to place and find the ultimate score. Similar sort of thing, like, they used to be law enforcement, and now they just want to settle down and retire. 
and they just find their inns talking to people like, oh, hey, I went and I helped this guy out, and now we own 40% of the kickback for all gambling that's done in this place. And uh, Just people that want to find peace can't find peace yeah. because of their reputation. Because they're, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. White Earp was a bad motherfucker. Really, what <laughs> he was fucking, especially John Collider. He was my favorite character in High Fire. Mm-hmm. He was smoking, drinking, and fucking to the day he died. <laughs> For real. Respect, my brother. Right? <laughs> uh, I love how in the end, though, he just, like, runs off and he chases after that girl. And then the, the narrator guy is like, Doc Holliday died shortly later that day. And that other chick that you forgot he was nailing, yeah, she also died. Opium overdose. But no one gives a fuck about her because she was annoying <laughs> and got in the way of him getting between that, getting yeah, with that you know, rich theater girl. Mm. Oh, his wife, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was a big problem. It, like, there weren't, like, you know, things like there is today. You know, yeah. People just buy that show, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it was really awesome. Ten guns out of ten guns. Nice, nice, nice. All the gunfights were awesome. Looked super realistic. And yeah, reminiscent of like other cowboy movies I've seen. Like something standard for real. Was fucking dope. You're, you're welcome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to any of you. I've been really out of it this week. Mm-hmm. I was kind of embarrassed to ask Stephen what I was supposed to watch. So I watched Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Yeah, it's a it's a movie with uh, Will Smith in it. Oh, Selma Hayek, and that guy that plays Mr. Fishholder on Bob's Burgers. Right. Oh, you were supposed to watch Magnificent Seven. Oh yeah, Magnificent Seven was a good movie. Mm -hmm. Way better than this piece of shit that I just saw. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let me lay into this bitch real quick. Like, okay, it's here. Uh, to me, it doesn't feel like it was a Western movie. It felt like it was a comedy movie set in the West. Not like the other way around. Like, not like a Western movie. I, I've always been confused on if it's like supposed to be serious or not. I don't... It isn't. Just the way yeah. that it's filmed and shot, it's just not. And then there was a there was a scene where Will Smith and that guy, the bad guy with half the body, mm. they're like barbing each other like they're razzing each other yeah like that guy calls him a coon but subtly and the guy's like oh well, i'm just gonna stand up and but there, there were awful jokes yeah. awful racist jokes that didn't land blazing saddles have you seen it mm-hmm. way better okay it is a comedy it's a western and like the racial jokes are just better they're yeah. i don't know it feels like they were kind of trying not to offend anyone were in Blazing Saddles they were really trying to offend people oh. I feel anyway isn't that the director Mel Brooks Mel Brooks there you go um to, to me this movie was a steampunk movie oh yeah I bad. don't like steampunk I funk in I think it's the dumbest shit in the world <laughs> like look at all this amazing technology we have because of steam <laughs> get the fuck out of here put your shoes on and walk out of the fucking door. Uh, okay. We wear boots. Renewable uh, energy source, man. Like the guy Kelvin Klein, his character. There was a scene where he uh, he had a pen and a pad pop out of his sleeves. And I was like, why? 
why? What was that? Why was that necessary? It wasn't. To me, that's just like someone with too much time on their hands. They're like, we need to keep all these people that we had in Men in Black 1 working so that way we can set up Men in Black 2 and, you know, keep them busy until then. Mm, <laughs> so it was bad. This and then, like, one thing that I did appreciate is that in this movie, it represented a lot of the people that were prominent in the West. There was a, there was an Asian woman, probably Chinese. Oh, yes. Black, white, because it's post-Civil um, War. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an Indian dude in there, not from, like, India, but, like, a Native American. Okay. And there was a Mexican, oh, uh, right. Selma Hayek. That's right. Um, there was good actors and an awful movie. Yeah. That's what it was. Again, I hate steampunk. So, <laughs> it was just bad. Like, I don't know. It it could have been, like, a good movie, but it wasn't. Mm. Kind of a lot like Van Helsing. Like, I was expecting... I fucking love that one. I was expecting a lot more than a stupid fucking movie. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm done talking about this shit. Alright. Well, thoroughly laid into that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have no one but to blame but myself. I, I watched that movie. Uh, but uh, Magnificent Seven is a better movie. Oh, yeah. The Chris Pratt one. Chris Pratt, Denzel Washington, too. I know. Like, this sort of brought such a strong cast together and, like, same sort of thing. Like, it's just a small town. Because, I mean, that's what the West was. It was, like, the... Um, I forgot what it's called, but... The, the the new frontier was moving to all these small little mining towns looking for gold or mining for coal or whatever, building railroad tracks if you're Asian, not racist, just a fact. And, you know, they migrated to places like California, Arizona, Texas, and Mexico, I guess. And to be, to be frank, or not to be frank, but West was anything other than where they settled on the East Coast. Yeah. So, if they were in West Virginia, that was considered kind of like the West. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. anything past this is the West. Okay. Westward expansion. Lewis and Clark. Yes. But yes, most famously, it's, you know, you think of the Wild West, you think of, like, California, New Mexico, Arizona, Arizona Texas. Yeah. So, like, Tombstone, Tombstone, Arizona. Yeah. yeah. And rightfully so. I mean... Yeah. Well, yeah. So, lots of those movies are a similar thing where you, like, you have a hero or an anti-hero. Like, if you like the good, the bad, the ugly, sort of an anti-hero that becomes a hero and, you know, gets away with the money in the end. And that movie is so long, it's hard to watch. It's good, but as a young person, I was like, oh, God, (laughs) three hours. So fucking long. There was another one. Oh, the Quick and the Dead. I think Quick Sharon Stone was in it. Oh, okay. I didn't watch that movie because I didn't believe Sharon Stone as a really, like, as an action character. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like, there's some... I forgot you were sexist. I'm not sexist. <laughs> like, you guys know that I'm not. You know, I, I like, I love the movie Alien, the entire Alien franchise. Oh, not all of them. Right. Terminator. Those are all female-led action movies. Yeah. But there's just sometimes you're just like, this is not believable. Mm. Like Charlize Theron in that one movie, Atomic Blonde. I can't imagine, a, like, I'm not saying it's impossible, but at some point, 
a woman with that build is not going to throw around a 250-pound man. I don't think so. You know what I mean? Let's be believable here. But anyway. Sorry, guys. I'm not saying that it's impossible. just kind of hard to believe. (laughs) All right. So... Uh, did you want to move on to the Cowboys stuff, or do you want to? No, I want to keep ranking on these fuck numbers, game. Oh, yeah. God. Actually, I was kind of looking up stuff the other day, and I came. I can't remember the name of this guy. He was a he was a serial killer in the Wild West. Really? Um, how he got caught ultimately is a uh, someone came through, asked if they could like you know get a drink of water or whatever. He came in. And they offered him food and water, and he's like, have any other Native American people pass through here? Mm-hmm. And this guy's son said, yeah, can't you smell the one my dad just put under the floorboard? What the hell? And as soon as his this guy's son said that, he shot the dude in the back of the head and beat his son to death for saying it. Uh-huh. Then at that point, his wife was like, okay, you just killed our son. I'm not down with this anymore. She went and told the police, and he got arrested. I think he killed like 14 people. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, okay, so nerd news. Um, this was from last Saturday, I think, pretty sure. But uh, recently, there was E3, so they got some new games released. They were showcasing some stuff. I didn't write down all of them. I just wrote down some of the ones I thought were interesting that I could go over quickly. But for this year's 2021, it was from June 12th to the 15th. And some of the stuff we saw was Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. A video game, right? Yeah. Uh, It takes place, like, after the movie. So I guess you're, like, possibly the son of the main character guy. Or maybe you're just a random one because you're still the Turmacto or whatever. You ride the giant fucking monster banshee bird lizard yeah and there's still humans there on pandora and they have the giant next season so so either they came back or they never left i don't know mm-hmm. rainbow six extraction which looks super cool rainbow six is like unique because like you play a certain <laughs> class and small group of people and then you're like elite you're like a SEAL Team 6, but it's called Rainbow Six. I don't remember there ever being a bad Rainbow Six game. Yeah, they seem pretty popular. People like them a lot. They're pretty innovative and like different things that they do. And yeah, different mm-hmm. classes. This one's about like a disease that like turns people into zombie monsters or something, I guess. They're branching off into the zombie bursts. Mm. Uh, Riders Republic. Just Dance 2022, I know that's your favorite game. Yes. For Nintendo Switch, what? I need a Nintendo Switch. This one I'm super excited about, Far Cry 6. It's been delayed forever, finally coming out. And even awesomer, the season pass is going to include gameplay as the villains from 3, 4, and 5, and Blood Dragon. So you'll play... As the main, or as the, the, yeah, the main villain from these games, and you'll, like, get a peek into their mind and see, like, what makes them tick, because they're all, like, these dictator-type guys, so you get a peek into the crazy-ass mind of their world, whatever. 
Uh, Mario plus Ravid Sparks of Hope. It's supposed to be like, it looks like a space adventure game. You have like little guns and you're with the Ravid monster things again. Okay. I guess people like those. Otherwise, why would they make True. Halo Infinite. Another Halo game. Matthew is not here to tell us how excited he is about that. I think mean, he knows about it. Oh, no? No. Well, I've seen a little bit of gameplay. You still play as Master Chief, who's still amazingly alive. But it looks like you're also going to play as some, like, Spartan trainees also. So, yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm super excited about that one. The video game? Yeah. yeah. It's made by Square Enix, who recently released that Avengers game, which did not do very well. But from the trailer, this one looks super cool and really funny and, like, movie-esque. But they just, like... Readapted the costumes and it looks more comic booky. Mm-hmm. And last, Battlefield 2042, which takes a shit on Call of Duty because they have modern warfare. So this one is like, it looks modern warfare esque, but it's like 20 years in the future. So it's just like futuristic, but it's not space, whatever. So, yeah. That's Faye in the background. So we're not torturing her. She's just locked in her kennel for right now. Yes, because she does not know how to chill. No. In uh, other news, Sony's confirmed that Aaron Taylor Johnson will play uh, Sergei Kravenoff, also known as Craven the Hunter. I saw that, and I was pretty excited about it. Yeah. He's still technically in the MCU. Uh, to be weird. Dead. <laughs> Dead to the MCU. True. But I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, he's played lots of different heroes and villains. Er, yeah, he's only played heroes, but played Quicksilver. He was a kick ass. Oh, he, he was kick ass. Uh, I think there's something else he did. But he, he has a history of playing superhero parts, so obviously, like, transforming for the role probably won't be hard for him. Like, no, he's a big buff dude. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to release January 13th, 2023, so that means they'll probably start filming sometime this year, or unless they already started filming, and it's supposed to be a part of this Sinister Six group, I guess they're trying to be. Yeah, hurry the fuck up with it. Well, they're barely coming out with Venom 2, and Morbius was already supposed to be released, and we know that freaking uh... Vulture is supposed to be a Morbius also. So, with this guy, that makes a total of four the six villains. So who the other two are, I guess we'll see at some point when they're going to release these characters. Uh, oh I don't God. know. I'm sorry. Sony, I don't know. I hope uh, you do this character justice. They're working more closely with Marvel now, supposedly. So they're like trying to make the best quality content. They can and be like, can we just like copy you guys? Marvel's like, all right, just you know, make a few mistakes so it doesn't look like you copy directly yeah. off me. I'll change the name on the top, write it in pencil instead of pen. Yeah, uh, I was excited for that, and I you just reminded me that's a Sony thing, so I don't know if I should be ah, too excited. Venom Two looks pretty cool, and I like the first Venom movie. First Venom movie was good. It was great, and hopefully, they learn from the mistakes of the first one, and we have a really good. I mean, from the trailer, it looks like they're going like deep comic book style, like with the fact he has to eat chocolate because chocolate represses Venom's urge to murder and eat people. 
And, like, he's got his own little jolly personality now. <laughs> yeah. And I guess fucking Eddie Brock has gotten his credibility back. I don't know. We'll see, folks. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Lastly, She-Hulk news. It's going to be part of the Marvel's Phase 4, and it's going to be a comedy show, which I did not expect. Because She-Hulk, as you may or may not know, is a legal representative of superheroes in the Marvel Universe. Much like Daredevil, except he's only a defense lawyer, where she represents superhero cases exclusively. Uh, she's Hulk's cousin, who was in an accident, had a blood transfusion, and turned her into She-Hulk. Yes. Uh, throughout the comics, different things, like sometimes she's... She-Hulk all the time. Sometimes she can transform back to a human. All the time, she's super hot. <laughs> she's super tall and muscular. Part of the Fantastic Four sometimes. The Avengers. All sorts of people. She had sex with a juggernaut, I think. Ooh. So, the person that's going to play her is going to be Tatiana Maslany? Mas... Mal... Maloney? I don't know. Who's Some ethnic-sounding name. And Mark Ruffalo's coming back as the Hulk. Mm -hmm. And the new rumor is that his son, Scar, is going to be appearing in the show also. I read that. Yeah, his son is from his time on Sakaar during the Planet Hulk thing. And his mother was uh, Korea the Old Strong. Mm -hmm. And I guess the fact that... He's like a mixed breed of a person. He has Hulk powers plus her powers. So he can like manipulate the planet. And like he's super strong like the Hulk when he's not as strong. See at that part I don't understand. Because did you read oh, did, oh, Planet Hulk right? Yeah. Like she was the Red King's guard. Uh huh. And but it's like there was no Red King, so what role did she play? Cause she she wasn't in fucking Ragnarok. Yeah, unless Hulk killed the Red King, and that's when. Well, it says that. No, he's been crazy. there forever. Yeah. I don't know. We'll I guess fucking the show see. will fill in the gap between those two years Hulk was gone. Mm -hmm. And finally, Tim Roth is going to return as Abomination, so I'm hoping yes. that means we're going to see the leader. Because they kind of left all of those things right. open-ended at the end of the whole thing. That's movie. right. Oh, I hope so. Shit. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Big green broccoli-headed motherfucker. <laughs> so anyways, that was my dare news for the week. Some good stuff. Good yeah. news. Good news. Good news. Uh, we're going to move on to Cowboy Talk. Movies and such that we like. Yes. Cowboys. The Wild West. Things of that nature. Asian people. Yes. They were there, building railroads. Yes. Um, Make a change? <laughs> I was thinking about move, Western movies, and I'm thinking, what's good, what's bad? There's a lot of bad, there's a lot of good. Um, one movie that I was severely disappointed by was Jonah Hex. Really? Yeah, it was... Josh Brolin, Thanos played mm -hmm. Jonah Hex, right? And then that Megan Fox girl was in it. Oh, that's right. Just, to me, like, that and Green Lantern represented, like, what everything that they did bad mm -hmm. before the Dark Knight and that Nolan guy came in. 
I don't know what they were thinking. Like, I would just throw this comic book movie out there, you know? I don't know, it was bad. Well, Tombstone, I was, when we started talking about this, like, I was excited because it's like, yo, you need to watch Tombstone. I was like, if you fucking love Django Unchained, you're gonna fucking love Tombstone. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, I don't know, man. A little unprepared. Sorry. It's been a long week. Uh, let's see. I was gonna do like a more in depth yes look on Django and why I oh, love yeah. that movie so much, but it's um, Quentin Tarantino movie. Obviously, I think it's his seventh film, I think, or sixth film. It's a movie. Of it's his. one of his <laughs> movies, but it's so fucking good because, like, it's one of those. It's like the saying goes, some people are born into greatness, some people achieve greatness, and some people have greatness thrust upon them. That is what Django represents. Because King Schultz, just some German guy riding around in a cart with a giant tooth on top, a big old fucking molar for some reason, tracks down these two brothers that brought bought a group of slaves... He knows one of them was from the Karukan Plantation, and he's like, I'm looking for the slave that was recently bought. And they're like, I don't want to sell to you, you fancy pants mofo. And he's like, I don't mean you guys any trouble. They point their guns at him, and he fucking kills them instantly, showcasing, like, just how badass he is. And, like, the just that part where he takes the chains off Django, and he, like, walks over to grab the guy's jacket off his dead body, and he throws the blanket off and just like slow motion he's like this guy's a hero right now and it's interesting because like he just goes from a slave that you know uneducated doesn't know anything about the world doesn't know nothing about nothing to like this smart he's not conniving but he's like you know He's able to think ahead and like you know talk his way out of a situation he's become more educated and he's able to navigate this world better. Yeah. He's just like a natural born bounty hunter. But like so many times throughout the movie, uh, like you think, oh my god, he's like actually gonna get killed or like tortured to death or whatever. Because he gets caught a bunch of times or they get in these sticky situations and it's like you never stop believing like, oh my god, he's gonna fucking die right now until the very end. Mm-hmm. And it was so great about that. And, like, it's like the whole movie is like a fable because he tells his, well, like, the German guy, King Schultz, is like, for now, I don't agree with the fact that slavery exists, but the fact that I bought and paid for you, I'm going to use that to my advantage till we find your old masters, and then once we kill them... You're free to go. And they go. He finds his old masters and kills them. And then later on, he's talking to Django and he's like, well, what are you going to do now that, you know, you're free? And he's like, oh, well, I'll definitely go find my wife and free her. And it's like destiny that his wife was named Brumhilda because it's like an old German story about a guy that goes and climbs a tower, saves a princess and it's like he's a living embodiment of that hero throughout the movie yeah and like the villain like fucking 
What's his name? Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's just so captivating as a character actor. He's a good actor. Yeah, like, you believe he's a Mandingo wrangler that owns a fucking plantation and just is evil. <laughs> no doubt about it. That guy was super fucking evil. And he hated losing in the end, like, when he got one-upped by what's-his-face, and he's like, just shake my hand, and he shoots him in the chest. Yeah. Yeah? Saw the movie. One thing about Westerns also, it's usually, that's what it is, it's like a reluctant hero. Yeah. They're, like, usually just set in their ways, and now it's like, well, shit, like, I guess I gotta do this. <laughs> right? It's like, they're either laying down their weapons, or they're, like, changing sides to join the good side, where Django, it's like, you know, he only ever wanted to do the right thing for his wife. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Like, uh, have you ever seen True Grit? Not the original, the remake. Uh, I have not. But I know of it. It's on the list of movies to watch in my Netflix queue. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good movie, man. It's right here. Uh, yeah. Can but I... yeah, it's always been one of my favorite fucking From the first time I saw it, I was like, I avoided watching it for a long time because it's very graphic and very explicit in language and such. And I was like, I don't know if I want to watch that or not. <laughs> but someone sat me down and I was like, holy fucking shit. I haven't missing that for real. Made you proud to be a black man? Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's just fucking cool ass movie. No way around it. This cat is so cute. Oh, God. Oh, don't bite me. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah. yeah, um, well, if you need to get around to watching True Grit, honestly, it's a, it's a good movie. Like, I didn't know what I was going to think when I first saw it. My mom was like, this is a really good movie. She likes Jeff Bridges. Mm. Oh, she's like in love, she's in love with him and, um, Kurt Russell. Mm. Oh, another one I want to watch, but I haven't gotten around to watch it is Jawbone Tomahawk, I think. Takes place. It's like I don't know. It has Kurt Russell in it. Okay. Like Native Americans, that sort of thing. Oh my. <laughs> uh, yes. I do declare. Uh. I don't know what that was, guys. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, also, lots of these movies remind me of the games Red Dead Redemption. Also, like, okay, the first game, you play as this guy John Marston. And you're just trying to live on this ranch that you bought, and you're like a farmer. And in your past life, you were part of a gang of guys who had this leader, Dutch. And, like, you took you and this other guy, Arthur Morgan, and it was him and this other German guy. And they t- he teaches you how to read and write, live your life, and, like, you live on the run as an outlaw. So you move from place to place, and eventually the gang grows, and you're like a huge, tight-knit family. And then eventually in the end, like, you guys get betrayed by Dutch and you all go your separate ways. So the government, well, Pinkertons, who are like law enforcement, Alan Pinkerton, the founder of Modern Day Security, actually, um, they approach you and they're like, if you don't want to go to jail for the crimes of all the things you did, then you need to hunt down everyone in your old gang and either kill them or bring them in alive so we can make them face justice for all the crimes they committed. <clears throat> didn't Pinkerton foil a plot to kill the president? I'm pretty sure it did. Yes, I remember that. Sorry, go ahead. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, so 
that's pretty much what the game is. You travel from place to place and you hunt down these different people until in the end you have to face your old mentor and like, you know, put him in the ground. You know what a lot of these movies are? Mm. John Wick. Yeah. Right? Basically, I'm out of the game. I guess I'm back in the game. <laughs> Everyone keeps asking me if I'm back in the game. I keep telling them no. One night only exclusive. But it turns out there's three movies, <laughs> probably more. So I guess that's not accurate. It's been like three nights. So. <laughs> but yeah. But those games are so good because like you get a real life feel of what it's like. And it was made by the same creators that made Grand Theft Auto. So it's like open world. So you could like do all these random things and be a total piece of shit outlaw or stay on the side of good and do only good things. Yes. And like you get really invested in the characters and you can see, especially in the second one, because you play this other guy, Arthur Morgan, who is like getting old. The second one is better because like you're in the gang so you like learn about what they were doing. Uh-huh. And, like, you guys botch a job, and you leave the money behind in this town. And the whole time you're doing, like, bank robberies and, like, train heists. And the idea is, like, you want to save enough money to move away to, like, Tahiti or something and just retire. And your boss is getting, like, more and more reckless with all these different jobs and people that he's betraying and stuff. And you keep pointing that out to him. And you're like, uh, he's a little unhinged. And the great thing is, like, you already know you're going to get betrayed in the end, but, like, you still don't see it coming. Mm. So, yeah. But it's just, like, a perfect representation of, like, life in the West because, like, you know, civilization is advancing, new technology is forming, cities are becoming more of a thing, whereas you guys prefer to live off the land and move around and be nomadic and, you know, not answer to anyone. Raping and pillaging. Raping and pillaging. No, they don't do that. Mostly raping, no pillaging. They're all about pillaging, no raping. I'm pretty sure there was some rape going on. I don't know, they try to avoid that. They have women that travel with them. Oh, in the game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, old cowboys, I don't know, they may have raped and pillaged. Probably wouldn't put Basil. Yeah. But yeah, similar thing, like you, you know, they have a call to action, and now you just fucking don't get a happy ending. It's no. Red Dead Redemption because, like, you avenge your family and you put everyone that betrayed you in the ground, but you still die in the end, basically. Yeah. Whereas Kurt Russell, you think he's gonna die, and then Doc Holliday is like, let's go, playboy. Or what does he tell that guy? Um, I'll be a huckleberry. There you go. <laughs> so, Oh my god, dude. There's a pop store in the mall. Oh, yes. Most of those fucking pop dolls are like 50 fucking dollars. I know. I went in there and I was like, I did this. I was like, gotta go. Gotta go. (laughs) Anyway, guys, I'm sorry. (laughs) They have some fucking cool ones in there. They do, but I'm not paying $50 for a fucking pop doll. Yeah, no. Like, they have some less, like, more reasonably priced ones, and I was still like... Nah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Like, Miami Stanley was, like, like 40-something dollars, I think. I know, and he buys them off of people, I think. Uh-huh, yeah, because there's some that were Hot Topic exclusives and stuff yeah. like that, and I was like... <sighs> <sighs> but, yeah. 
Anyway, guys. What are we going on? Uh, <laughs> can we talk Loki? Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Okay, guys. Two episodes of Loki are out. Yes. And they're both fucking awesome. Yes. Um, whereas the Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier was like a little slow getting up, yeah. and as well as um, you know, WandaVision, it was a little slow to get going. Yeah. You, you're right in it. First right. episode of Loki, you're right in it, and that's awesome. I love that. Not that I didn't love Falcon and Winter Soldier, because I did. I loved it. But this just gets to the point faster. I feel like it needed to because, like, it's just Loki. He doesn't sit around waiting for other people to act. He just acts. Mm-hmm. But it's so weird to see him, like, out of his element and, like, on it. It's like, you know he's a turtle on his back, but his mind is so fast and cunning. Like, he's already weaving plans as he, like, gains more knowledge. He just needs a small small little piece of information and then he's backstabbing you because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. But it's entertaining. <laughs> One thing... Okay. <clears throat> In WandaVision, uh, Wanda was crying because her kids were, you know, gonna die or whatever. She's right. gonna lose her family. And that was an okay cry. I felt Bucky crying because he was scared of becoming the Winter Soldier again. Mm-hmm. I felt that was the most realistic and the most... I don't know how to explain it. To me, that was the most real. Mm-hmm. Because you have this history with Bucky of him going through this problem of him being a, a slave to Hydra, and he's scared of re-becoming that slave. Right. Where in WandaVision, it's kind of like, okay, it's a show. I don't really give a fuck. Like, I didn't really give a fuck about those kids. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't matter to me. And then watching Loki watch himself die and all that stuff and him crying, his cry was the least believable to me. It just wasn't there. Really? I'm dead serious. I think... I think it's because Loki doesn't feel those types of emotions. I think it was just a physical response. Well, he is very attached to his mother because his mom's the one who taught him magic and he had a close bond with her, whereas with his dad. Father's Day, he felt he did not, but his dad loved him. Like, he truly did. Just... Not, not Laufey, uh Odin. Yeah. <laughs> No, his dad abandoned him, but the, I mean, Odin like took him in, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna raise you as my own, and that should be good enough for you." And it's not a well-established thing in the Marvel universe, movie-wise, but Odin is a horrible fucking person, and that's why Thor is great. He represents good and justice, and like Odin is. Famously known for being a ruthless piece of shit. That's why Hela was the way she was. Like, she didn't wake up one day and decide, I'm evil. Like, Odin, you know, formed her and made her into what she was. And when he didn't need that anymore, he got rid of her. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he's an old man. He's lived 10,000 years and he passed away and, like, left all those problems for everyone else to solve themselves, you know. He was never a good guy. <laughs> he was an alright guy. Yeah. I mean, when the Dark Elves attacked Earth, he was there. He was there. I mean, he's like, hey. Dude, well, not Earth. That, that was the Frost Giants that attacked Earth. I don't know what the fuck the Dark the Dark Elves were trying to go over the Nine Realms. Oh, yeah. And he was like, not today, kid. Yeah. He, no, that trying. wasn't Thor. That was his dad, Boar. Yeah. Never they mind. They were trying to steal the ether. Yep. That's right. It's the reality story. But anyway, total mindfuck. Everything is meant to happen the way it's supposed to happen. 
He, everyone died because they were supposed to die. Mm-hmm. Infinity Stones are pretty much worthless. Yes. According to the TVA. Yes. And to me, I was just like, so it just, my, it just messed with my mind because it was just like, yeah, these movies didn't really matter. It was supposed to happen exactly this way. And Stephen Strange would be like, oh, we only win one of these. It's like, <sighs> I don't know. It was mind fuck. Yeah. I think it's interesting that they, like, you know, from the trailer, it looks like we got everything under control. Like, everything we do happens because we will it to happen this way. Whereas, like, you get into the actual show and it's like, holy fuck, we're scrambling to catch whoever it is that's murdering all of our guys and stealing these time device resetter things. And, like, you know, we're not really trained. We don't even know who we're working for. Like, we know who we're working for, but we really don't know who we're working for, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Owen Wilson is awesome in this. Yeah, he's very believable and, like, super good. I was like, I don't, I don't really have a read on what his character's going to be like, but he's very interesting, to say the least. Yeah. Lady Loki, second episode. Oh, yes. She's blonde. Yeah, I was like, what is up with that? Yeah, uh... All in all, I really like the show. I like the direction it's going in. It's picking up a lot faster than the previous two shows. Yeah, it's very much so. Um, but yeah, it's very enjoyable, and I look forward to the next episode. Yeah, I, it seemed like, oh, Loki's just going to conform and like go along with whatever they want. He's just going to be like, yeah, whatever. But no, he's like, fucking goes through the portal, and he's like, I'm out. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what the fuck's going to happen next? I was like, and he's so convincing. Whenever he starts talking, so many times that guy, Owen Wilson's like, uh, no, 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 I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to trick me. You know. you're good. You're good. You almost got me, but not today. Not today, devil. Okay, real quick, guys. We're going to go on a little bit of a break. We'll be right back. What do you call a nun in a wheelchair? Virgin Mobile. Oh! <laughs> Take that. Uh, Don't strike me down, God. Just Catholicism, fuck. No, I mean, no, no, no. I didn't say anyone in particular no, or no. any verb. Or they're going to send someone over here. They're, they're on a plane from the Vatican <laughs> right a, now. like a crusade guy in fucking huge-ass armor with a broadsword. There might be. <laughs> this is a cross burns through the yeah, This is what's going to happen. They're going to knock at the door. You're going to go to the door, look through the people. Broadsword straight <laughs> through the people. I saw Tate's Inferno with you that one time. Lots of nudity. So, yeah. yeah maybe it won't all be uh. <laughs> Let's talk. He cheated on his wife. He, he did. He cheated... <laughs> She honored pretty bad. Yeah, he did. Bad Batch. Oh, yes. I forgot there was two episodes, so I only watched one so far. No, I watched one right before I came. Okay. But, okay. So, there's someone looking for them. Yes. And they find out who it is. It was Rex. Motherfucking Rex. Also, in this episode, Wrecker 
the inhibitor chip is starting to work. It's slowly taking over his mind. Okay, yeah, see, that annoyed me because I was like, we've already established that his chip can activate and now, like, Rex is like, we gotta get these chips out of your brain right now because you guys are all dangerous and fucking Tech's like, uh, we already know about the chips, dog, and we're all fine. We're genetic deviants of these other clones, so it doesn't affect us at all. And Wrecker doesn't think to speak up and be like, oh, you know, guys, my head hurts. And sometimes I want to rip your fucking throats out. <laughs> also, why that too. Like, how come nobody was picking up on that either? Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he's having head issues? Like, he's hit his head a lot? You know, fucking, maybe something's going on. I don't know. I don't know. I guess they've been so busy training Omega. They're like, oh. One thing I didn't like is that it took so long for Wrecker to turn evil. Right. It's just like, like it's established that he's gonna be a bad guy and like, you know, we're gonna do something. We gotta do something about it. I don't know. Yes. Um, all in all though, it was a good episode. I enjoyed seeing Rex. Yeah. Oh, it's cool because I got to see Baraka fans of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order know that you start out on Baraka that junk planet where all the Imperial trash went, ships and stuff, they, mm-hmm. you know, burn it down, turn it into something else. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. That was a good episode. I really liked it. Yeah, it's cool. We're seeing different places. 20 bucks says we go to Tatooine at some point, or they mentioned the Death Star or something. Okay, I know you haven't seen this episode, but I'm going to spoil it for you. All right, go ahead. Okay, we're still on... Was it Braca? We're still on Braca. Mm-hmm. At the end of that last episode, those junkers spotted the clones. Oh yes, right. right. They call in. Guess who the fuck shows up? Finnick? Crosshair. Crosshair. Oh. Fucking crosshair with like three attachments of clone troopers. Okay. Plus the just the regular stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Okay. They show up. They're like, all right, you know, and they're like, oh, they're not here. I'm not detecting them. Crosshair's like, they're fucking jamming our signals, idiots. Right. Like, they're on that fucking ship. The Imperial like, ship that had energy readings that shows that they're probably trying to destroy their ships. Yes, the, the ship, when the ship powered up, it sent out a signal, and that's, you know, that's part of the reason why they knew that they were there. Right. But also, they're trying to take stuff from the ship to sell because they need money. Yes. Okay. So they're taking weapons, and they're downloading all this stuff. Tech is downloading stuff. Anyway, they show up. And fucking Crosshair, he's like, you guys are so predictable. I knew exactly what you are going to do. Which you could imagine what would happen because he's been with them for so long. Yes, of course. Okay, so another thing happens. The Kaminoans want Omega back. Really? That's the Kaminoans sent the that Chinese lady after her. Finnick? Yes, Finnick. Yes. Because they need her back for their grand plan to work to like basically get the, the Empire out of there. Really? Yes. Okay. So, I know that you haven't seen the Clone Wars. One of the greatest bounty hunters in Clone Wars is in this episode. It's a dead guy? No, it's Cad Bane. Cad Bane. I've heard that. Oh, that blue dude? With the hat? Yeah. And he's yes. Got a face mask. Or he's got he's, tubes or something. Yeah. It's like they, yeah. He's got the tubes. He shows up. And what, like, I was watching it like this. My mouth was open. I was like, 
Throwing yeah. out the idea of a nerd holocron, because he's one of the few bounty hunters that steals a holocron mm-hmm. from the Jedi fucking temple himself. Himself. Sorry, yes. it's not a person. <laughs> he shows up, and I don't know how to explain it. It just starts at his legs, his feet, and then it goes up, and you see his... Like, as soon as it hit his waist, I was like... That sounds kind of weird. Yeah, but it's, like, I recognize that penis anywhere. That dick is so familiar. No, um, I was like, oh shit. And then when his, you saw his face, his hat is a lot smaller in this show, but you see his face, I was like, oh shit. I was like, oh my god. And then Stephanie was like, looked up, and I was like, oh, net, sorry, sorry. And I was like, oh shit. And then he's like, I've killed so many fucking clones, man. Look at this shit. I just oh, killed all god. these motherfuckers right now. And then, like, he, he shoots Hunter, stuns Omega, and he takes off with her. And that's basically the end of the episode. Damn. So now, the Bad Batch has to find Omega. Okay. But it's like one of those things, what's going to happen? Because the Kaminoans want the Bad Batch back. Mm-hmm. They want them alive. But the Empire, they're there and they're controlling everything. They're like, ah, we don't want them. Fucking kill them. Right. So now it's like... The Bad Batch is probably going to follow uh, Cad Bane back to Kamino, and maybe the war between the Kaminoans and the Empire is going to happen. Okay. Fucking crazy. Do you need to watch that shit? Uh, okay. I need, to, I need to watch the episode. Yeah. After this, that, the episode before it, I was like, it's a little predictable. But maybe that was the whole point. So, like, you see the next episode, and you're like, Oh, gotcha, motherfucker. You think you would learn by now? I'm Dave fucking Filoni. When you think things are getting boring, I'm like, psych. <laughs> Which also, I was thinking about the new trilogy and how it was just so... There was no plan. There was no direction. Each movie was just like, all right, what are we doing for this movie, guys? And then they did it, right? right yeah. Honestly, the only movie in that whole series that really seemed like it was really well thought out was The Last Jedi. Yeah. And to me, because the first one, it was just like everyone says, basically the retelling of the original story. Yeah. And then the second movie is basically like, Fuck that shit. This is what's fucking happening. Right, you don't go out of the world. You don't have to be anybody to be special. This is Ray, some junker bitch. <laughs> and boom, you know. And then the next movie was like, uh, who was the villain of the first two trilogies? Uh, he'll be the villain of this trilogy. <laughs> right? And to me, that was just like, what the fuck? Well, what? There's plenty of the bad fuck? guys throughout Star Wars. It's because nothing can stay canon, and people care about that. And it's like, who cares about canons, you know? We don't have ships anymore. They're just so dumb. And and then you, you see this expanded universe stuff, these side stories. Sorry, I just dropped my phone. Um, I'm recording on my phone, so yeah. Anyway, um, and it's just like, how is there more thought put into this than the movies that all this stuff is taken from? Right, yeah, I don't know. Fuck Disney, what the fuck? J.J. <sighs> Abrams, your bullshit movies. <sighs> but anyway, yeah. So, you need to watch that shit. I will definitely watch that shit before, before Friday. Before Friday? You need to watch that shit right now. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I'm definitely excited for, you know, Kenobi, old man Kenobi, seeing what the hell he's up to. Oh, man, I, I hope it's an original story because there is 
books, which once again are not canonical anymore. Non canonical. But it talks about um, Obi Wan training to like yeah, communicate with Qui Gon through the Force, and like he gets involved with a water sort shortage because they're moisture farmers. So he's like. You know, raising Luke for the sidelines, but also trying not to get involved, and he gets involved in some gang, well, Job of the Hut, and like some other gangsters and stuff. So, oh, I'm almost, almost done with Ahsoka. Oh, almost, what do you think so? Almost. Honestly, I'm at the part where she left Raeda and went back to the planet that she started from. Oh, it's gonna get good. Yeah, and I was. Like, when I was listening to it, because I listen to it at work while I'm opening, mm. and I'm just like, when you hear about what I was listening to, like, the farmers and stuff, who decided to, you know, not listen to her and do whatever the fuck they want to do, and then shit went sideways. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we should have listened to you. So, no shit, stupid. <laughs> no shit. That way, fucking you guys wouldn't be dead and all this other stuff. It's just like... Oh, that was the problem with the Jedi, though. They focused only on main system world and all those outer outer, outer rim places just fell by the wayside because they were like, you know, we're high class individuals. We only worry about the rich people. I feel like in Clone Wars, a lot of the time, like Anakin or Ahsoka especially, she's like, these people need help and the higher ups are like, we're not here to solve people's problems. And she's like, isn't that what the fuck our job description is? We go and we're problem solvers. We're, pe- we're peacekeepers. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, she goes against her better judgment and tries to help them, even though she's trying to protect herself all this time. And that's why her powers seem to get stronger when she, like, is like, I'm finally gonna stick to the old ways and, like, gain my power rank. One thing about the book, I know I'm not finished with it, I know we're not going to get into great detail about it, but it just feels so bad for her because she, like, there's moments where she's alone, she's like, well, you know, if Anakin and Obi-Wan were here, this is what they would do. Right? I thought that was so fucking cool. Yeah, and you're just like, God, she's alone. She's and she talks about seeing, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Only so, way. I like Star Wars so much. Yeah, if only the main movies would get their shit together. Right? Fuck's sake. I'm not saying that I don't appreciate them, because they do have cool shit in them. But fuck, man. How are, how are these side stories way better than the main movies? Ugh, I don't know. Anyway, guys. What's up, Steven? <laughs> uh, oh, that's another thing. I was talking about our Western theme. Mandalorian definitely did a great job of a western theme with the crate Dragon episode where once again small little mining town and they gotta protect him from the bad guy which was the crate Dragon and get a reluctant hero with the Timothy Olfen I forgot what his name was on the show but uh something whatever oh he had Boba Fett's armor yeah mm-hmm. whatever his name was something oh yeah. wait Anti-vax, no. I don't know. know. Anyway, (laughs) yes. And that's... It's a Western show. It's it's taken, you know, inspiration from Western movies and stuff. And it's incorporated into the show. It's in the music is a dead giveaway. It's totally... Like, especially when 
Mandalorian Mando decides to keep the child and like they all come out of hiding and they're like, We got your bag, like we're gonna protect you we're on your way out and like you fucking go. And the guy with the jetpack like flies next to him and it's like Oh god. That show is great because it like showcases all these things and like you're like, Whoa, I wonder when he's gonna get that and then he fucking gets it and then like he gets the fucking spear. I almost said vibranium spear, but I said it's not vibranium. <laughs> no. It's best car. Best car. Yeah. And you know. Just I miss the show so much. I I want more of that. I miss getting excited about Friday new episodes of Mandalorian, you know? Yeah. It'll be back soon. It's not gonna have Cara Dune in it, but you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure it'll be all right. I mean, I really like Loki. He's one of my all-time favorite villains and characters in the MCU. And the Russo brothers said that Loki is an original founding member of the Avengers now. Ooh. So I'm curious to see like if he's planning on teaming up with this other Loki, or he just wants to kill her to prove his dominance. Because, like, as as they said, when you're a variant, like, they fix the time stream and then they eliminate you because you're the branch branch off, off the time stream. So by killing you, you eliminate the, you know, branch. So I'm wondering if he's going to, like, run into Captain America at some point and they're setting something up with that or not. I don't know. I don't know either. I... I'm not even gonna try and predict anything in the show. Yeah. I'm just gonna wait for the episode. It's just it's really good though. I like the show. It's fucking yeah. awesome. I agree. So yeah. Yeah. Um Bad Batch, I guess, so keep watching. Yeah, you better keep watching. I just uh, get bogged down sometimes because I'm like, everything you guys keep doing is predictable. Like, we gotta keep working to get money, and it's like, I don't need a, a show about my fucking life right now. <laughs> I know. I've been bogged down this week too, man. I'm just kidding. <sighs> but, we have to come together and make this episode. And uh, we did. Don't Promise next time, guys, it's going to be a way better episode. I know we kind of just... <laughs> or at least I went... <laughs> got the squirts? I got the squirts. I had some bad food. Some bad chicken. Ooh, not, so not from work, though. Watch me if you can. You got anything for us? Watch me if you can. Yeah, the Ahsoka book. Ooh. <sighs> uh, oh. <sighs> what the fuck was that movie? Oh, God damn it. We're... It's a movie. It's a movie that I wouldn't normally watch, mm. but I kind of watched it with my mom and I watched the rest of it with Stephanie. It's on Netflix. The Netflix the yeah, Netflix original. Mm-hmm. It's from that. It's with a girl from Jane the Virgin. Okay. And she's a mom or whatever, and satellites flying out of the sky. Nobody can sleep, and then the only way that you can sleep is if you die and then get revived, and then you can sleep. What the hell? Okay. It's fucking weird. It's kind of dumb, but it's pretty cool. Right. That yeah. is weird. Also, the new girl, love that show. Ooh. Again, recommending it. <laughs> okay. Also, another recommendation, guys. Mountain Dew has two new flavors of this Baja stuff. There's one that's called Baja Punch, and the other one's like a Baja Pineapple. So good. Yes, I drank the fruit punch one right now. It's delicious. Fucking delicious. Yes. It's so got a squid wearing sunglasses, octopus, whatever, and jellyfish. It's got like. A mimosa or something. Oh, there's a narrator on YouTube. He's a. Is it? Yeah. It's a horror narrator. It's called Slumber Reads. 
and the way he does it is uh, he knows that when people listen to his his narrations, they're usually trying to sleep. They're really creepy stories, and you can listen to it while you go to sleep, and then have nightmares about the shit that you're listening to. Jesus. It's really good. Recommend it. Okay, sounds horrifying. It's pretty nice. Uh, this very Sunday, as we speak, it's probably already aired, but the new season of Rick and Morty, season five. Oh yeah, today's International Rick and Morty Day. Yes. You can go on the Adult Swim website and get Rick and Morty ties. They'll, like, show you what you'd look like as a character. You just, like, post a picture of yourself and it, like, customizes your look or how you look on the show. I've been Bob Burgered. Really? Oh, yeah, you've seen it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Also, Bob's Burgers. That show is fucking hilarious. Like, I already knew it was funny, but, like, when I'm rewatching stuff, I was like, oh, yeah. When I had saw it, I was like, I don't know if the show's going to stick around, because it seems kind of on the nose for a lot of people that complain about everything, but it's hung in there for a while, and it's yeah. won so many awards and stuff. Like, anyone who's, like, any type of voice actor is on that show. It's just like, mm-hmm. fucking amazing. I love voice acting. It's such an amazing skill to me, and I would love to learn or do it myself, uh, yeah. What about you? Uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, watch Loki for sure. Mm-hmm. My Hero Academia still coming out on Funimation every Saturday, and they're like one or two episodes behind on Adult Swim. You can watch it there on Saturday nights. Uh, Fast Nine coming out in five days. Go watch that shit. I'm excited. Oh. I am not. And I think it's gonna be pretty cool. I think. I watched the Caravan of Garbage, and they're talking about the first fast, first three Fast Furious movies, mm-hmm. and they're hilarious. Yeah, I love it. Also, listen to Mister Sunday movies. Yes, this is the best. Honestly, it's part of the reason why I, him, them, and Joe Rogan are probably the reasons I really want to do a podcast, but I was too afraid to until. This great gentleman over here yeah. decided to come along and say, hey, I want to do a podcast. And then we're like, let's do a podcast. Yeah, our friendship was built on Mr. Sunday Movies. Yes. He was like, oh, I got the Star Wars show thing to show you. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, hey. Yes. So thank you, Mr. Sunday Movies. Yeah. And Mason. Mason, who's now the pig rolling down the hill. <laughs> you heard the most recent episode of their podcast, Week Yes. But yeah. Uh, else, Black Widow comes out next oh, month. Yeah. Get excited for that. I am months. excited. Yes. I'm curious. I'm definitely excited to see Taskmaster because. Taskmaster? <laughs> Task, <laughs> Taskmaster. Because, you know, he's got the eidetic memory powers where he could, like, see someone do something and then he could do it, you know, exactly the same or even better. So, like, his main weapons are, like, a shield and sword. He's got all sorts of fighting techniques. The only person I've ever seen beat him was Deadpool because he used breakdancing to kick his ass. It's awesome. And they came up together as mercenaries. Mm, nice. is just more successful, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, and lastly, America the Motion Picture on June 30th. It looks hilarious, and I can't wait to watch it. Oh, and Modak, too. Yes. Also, me and Stephanie went to go watch Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. Ooh. Honestly... As far as Conjuring movies go, not the spin-off movies, not that shit, mm. but the main Conjuring movies, 
uh, the original is still the best, mm-hmm. then this movie, then the second movie. Really? This movie, for me, it had it had jump scares, but like it really delved into witchcraft and stuff. Okay. And okay, so I don't know if I told you this. Maybe I did. I don't know. I think I did. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. So, um, Who knows? a while ago, when the the Anna the original Annabelle movie came out, uh-huh. me and my me my brothers and my brother's girlfriend, we went to UTEP because there were people from the movie going to be there, and we were all going to watch Annabelle after they finished talking, whatever they're going to say. We went, and they said, you know, with these movies, strange things do happen. Really? Yes. You should honestly. The girl, the little girl from Poltergeist, uh-huh. she got sick and she died, and like on the set of The Exorcist, a lot of crazy shit happened. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Like, it's kind of like if you talk about these things, these things are gonna come. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you build it, they will come. If you talk about those, guess what? Yeah. They're gonna be like, oh, they're talking about what was it? What the fuck they're talking about? <laughs> okay. I have heard several. Like Bruce Lee, they say he was cursed because like he was using. Those skills for his own monetary gain, and that's why he died on the set or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so while they're there, they're saying they brought out this person. They're like, "Listen, you know, when we're when we film movies like this, you know, it invokes something, mm-hmm. and we we hire this guy to protect us. It's like this, you know, religious guy, and he was demonstrating things that he does for the movie for the for the actors and the cast to keep them safe from negative energy, mm-hmm. and um." And I was watching this movie, and after the movie, I was like, this movie is fucking crazy. Like, when it talks about witchcraft and stuff, and I was like, who do, like, who do they go to? And how many people, is it just, they just have one guy? Or do they hire multiple people to protect the cast? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if there's Jewish people on cast, they hire, like, you know, um, a rabbi to come and protect the Jewish people? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But anyway, it's crazy. And just watch the movie. I was like, "Fuck, dude!" And I know that the Warren that this movie was maybe exaggerated yeah. a little bit, but at the core, it's still crazy shit that happens. And at the end of the movie, they play a audio recording of the exorcism that's in the movie, and you're like, "Holy fuck, dude! It's crazy." What the hell? I recommend it. It's not the best Conjuring, but it's the second best Conjuring. Alright. I watched A Quiet Place 2 recently. Oh. It was fucking amazing. Uh, I won't get super deep into it, but better than the first one, if you can believe it. And twice... I think the thing that makes these monsters so terrifying is, like, they don't... They have no distinct features. They're just big... And they have super long arm, like arm leg things with claws on the end. And all those sound do, like distinct features to me. I mean, they have like no face. There's no eyes or mouth, and they don't talk or make any. Oh, they make noise, they like growl and scream or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they don't eat people or anything. They just kill. Like they hear a noise and they just had to destroy the noise in order to survive. And they're so scary because like there's no reasoning with it. There's no bargaining. Even with Alien, it's like it seems like it's personally hunting you down, and it is because it needs to incubate its child, or use you as a food source, or use you to build its nest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's got a purpose, and its purpose is to survive. Whereas these things, they just kill indiscriminately, and it's like you know, what do you do? <laughs> no one knows. 
even with even with finding out in the first one, spoiler alert, that noise, radio feedback, whatever damages them and you leaves them vulnerable to attack. Like even finding that out, they still try to kill you. Like it just slows them down. You still have to like shoot it in the face and kill it. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know. Can they be stabbed? Where are they at? Where do they come from? Like, it was supposed to show a little deeper of, like, what happened before everything, but there's still a lot of mystery left, so there'll definitely be a third one. Oh, hopefully. Yeah, but I think it's so great because, like, it's focused mainly on the characters, and it's so scary when you're seeing it from the perspective of the deaf girl because, like, she can't hear us, and you're just seeing what's going on. And then the noise comes back and hits you like a train, and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's why it's so great. It's like, it's not scary, it's just super tense all the time. But the thought of a creature that just wants to kill you for no reason, and just, that's what makes it so terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot like living in Houston. Oh, right? I don't know what that means. Ooh, a lot of people die in Houston. Oh, Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> But yeah, it's like when you think of a monster or like a villain or something, it's like they want to kill you for they're a serial killer or he's teaching you a lesson because he's an old guy and he had nothing better to do. He wants you to value your life, so I he's going to try and kill you. Even the Predator has a mission statement. He's like, I want to be the greatest hunter in the world, mm-hmm. so I have to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger and, you know, not let him become the governor of California. Otherwise, he'll become the Terminator and he'll stop me. Well, you didn't stop him, so there you go. Yeah, and I was like, you're not getting to the job of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll blow myself up before I let you get away. <laughs> I love, that was so hilarious to me as a kid. Like, the Predator just starts laughing. Like, who knew Predators could laugh? Who knew they felt elation and emotion and like, you know... I thoroughly enjoy this, and you gave me a legitimate challenge, and I'm happy to die because, you know, I'm going to take you out with me. Yeah. It was so great. I don't know. Good movie. Yeah. So anyways. But yeah. Anyway, anything else? Uh, no, that was it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Happy Father's Day again. Yes. I'd like to dedicate this episode to my dad. Ooh. He's listening in heaven or somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. He's dead. Alright, well, <laughs> thanks to you, Dad. I hope you found those scratch-offs a gallon of milk you were supposed to get 20 years ago. Oh! oh. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I yeah, it was cigarettes. <laughs> in Utah. And my stepfather lives in Kentucky or something. I don't know what he does. Makes chicken all day. Oh. Anyways... Uh, remember to keep that high ground. Find us on our Facebook and Instagram at the Nerd Holocron. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, Audio Disconnect, for all of our musical themes. Yes, Audio Disconnect, thank you. Go on Facebook to find our newest post we made about Father's Day. And uh, shout out to Darth Vader for being the best dad that there is in the universe. <laughs> Who yeah. do you think's the worst father, Darth Vader or Star Lord's father? Star Lord, uh, obviously, Star Lord's dad's the worst. Yeah, I mean, because he 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 did that to his mom on purpose, whereas Anakin Skywalker was manipulated and twisted to becoming who he was. That's true. 
I thought it was interesting when he's telling Luke, like, join me. He still has the same ideals. Like, if we kill the Emperor and overthrow him, I legitimately feel we could make this a better place and we could end all this conflict. Destroy all the sand, turn it to glass, and we could live happily ever after and do whatever the fuck we want. Mm -hmm. I was not joking. We could rebuild the Jedi Order. I'm not <laughs> the bad guy here. He is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Alright guys, see you later. Remember to keep that high grad and I'll see you when we see you. Bye. I pledge myself to your teachings. Try not to upset him. <laughs>